podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to a Fatback Four special on the day where Jurgen Klopp has committed his future to Liverpool until 2026. Um, we couldn't, we, we don't usually do shows on Thursday. Thursday night, I'm usually here, seeing if anybody wants to play Warzone from about nine till eleven. Nobody plays, and then I fuck off and watch Only Fools and Horses on a loop. So Jurgen Klopp has picked his moment well. A Thursday, we had Thursday free, and I got a gang together. I have. I have Emma, I have Davo, and I have Phil. Um, just to let you know, Phil, I broke the news to Phil today. Liverpool Football Club did not break the news to Phil today. I did by saying, would you like to do a show tonight? He said, yeah. What's the agenda? I said, Klopp. He went, great. Why? And I went, he signed the new deal, Phil. And he went, oh, my fucking God, get the boat. And then, um, <laughs> then he went and checked it and believed it. But Jürgen Klopp has committed to Liverpool until 2026. It's unbelievable news. Um, on the eve... Well, just about the eve of another massive Premier League game. We have a Champions League semi-final second leg to look forward to, an FA Cup final to look forward to. Basically winning the quadruple and he's thrown this in on top because his missus said, no, nah, I'm not going home in 2024, which is sound. Um, Phil, we're going to look at, we can go back and look on big clock moments, but I want to start with... Can I just How, stop you there? Yeah, of course can, because I can have a drink. Yeah, walk away. You can have a, you can have a drink, your, your cans there. Right? I just want to point out that if anyone was watching the show last Wednesday, they would have known that Jorgen Klopp was signing this deal. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I closed out the show, should be microphone uh, the, As I closed out the show, I did, if you can smell what the Klopp was cooking in response to the People's Champions show, yeah. and um, that was it. Had anyone been paying attention, they would have known that Klopp was signing the deal today, right? So I actually broke the news. Okay, yeah, you broke the news and then completely forgot. And then when I told you, <laughs> it was a week later, it was oh, over a week later. It wasn't. It was three days later. There's lots of things happening. I think you done that. On, I think you done that on Monday. Was um, it? I thought oh, that was Monday. last it was week. Monday. No, it was oh, Monday. Monday. <laughs> like it was literally three days ago. But um, all these things, it's all the same. All these Where's days roll into one when you have yeah. fucking seven personalities. I know what you're what's, saying. What's what's Skirtle doing with himself? Is he coming back? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But Phil. We'll, we'll definitely go back and look at big club moments when he took over. We can do all that. We've done it in shows before. And look, mm. any excuse to do it again. But uh, I said earlier, this is monumental news. It can't be overplayed. How big is this, Phil? How, uh, is it the biggest signing the club has ever made? Yeah, I think it's, it's the biggest signing we've made since um, Kenny signed the deal as to stay on as permanent manager with FSG. And that's not being facetious in terms of saying it, right? At, the, at that point in time, right, given what we've just gone through with Hudson, given the reaction the team had after Kenny had taken over and the, the goodwill factor that was sitting there within the club at that point in time, it was probably the last time we felt so positive and upbeat about what the future looked like because we felt like we had our club back. This is even bigger again. Um 
because the, I think the biggest concern we had was that we knew his deal was finished in 2024. We knew that he had intentions to take a sabbatical because he said it himself. But to do it now ends all that. It destroys, it destroys the positivity our rivals have. Even the City fans are going to be so pissed off, right? Um, and even the players of the other teams are going to be so pissed off. It's like, I can't wait for the day that Pep says he's fucking off from City. Because that's going to be a clusterfuck, right? So, like, honestly, Klopp, Klopp staying at Liverpool is the biggest news the club has had since, probably since FSG took over the club. And that's that's straight up. That's probably the biggest news we've had. To, to keep a guy who's going to be here 10 years, um, and I think the biggest, the, the biggest compliment I can pay is that the Dortmund fans were a bit like us as a fan base last year when things started to go horribly wrong for Dortmund before he took the year off, right? And I'd say every single one of them to a man would bid off what they've done for every year since Klopp left to bring him back and have him there for all those years in between. And that's the biggest tribute you can pay. He's going to be here 10 years. It's just the best. It's the best thing, right? And I, I will say though, Gav, when the time comes that this comes to an end, we saw what it looks like last year because we saw how quickly the fucking those who want to voice their opinions of how brilliant they are at coaching and managing will be out with their knives sharpened and ready to go from. But for, for the majority of us who have been enjoying this roller coaster trill ride that we've had since he's come on board, long may it continue. It's like when they open a new ride at Alton Towers. It's like this is like a super upside down mega flipper torn and twisted roller coaster, and it's great. It's fantastic. It's the best Liverpool team we've ever seen. Best Liverpool team of all time. We're just unfortunate that we have a sports washing team that's ahead of us in, in in the league, because there's not a team that can even put put can touch us outside of this Manchester City team. There's not a team in England has ever been at the level that Klopp has kept this team at for this length of time. Honestly, yeah, look. I just think it's it's absolutely huge and it actually puts a load of more stuff into perspective a little bit like the Salah deal you know is Salah happening is it not and then this happens and you're like who not not who gives a fuck but it's kind of we have him if you have him for four years anything is possible you know what I mean because we were looking at Salah going when he signs a deal and when it comes around to a load of contracts it's like well if he signs a deal and he's only there is he going to sign or will a player come to Liverpool because they know Klopp has gone in 2024. Now anyone signing for Liverpool know he's there for four years. The, the, mm-hmm. A big chunk of their career, uh, probably the most, could be the most successful part of their career. It's absolutely huge. <laughs> Emmett, what are you laughing at? It's like when they I'm opened up the yellow <laughs> wheel in Mosny. Okay, that happened to Klopp. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, the yellow wheel in Mosny. Anyone that doesn't know Mosny, it's a holiday camp uh, just north of Dublin, which is now a... Um, Home for refugees. Um, so, well, Mosny and Tay Day was like um, it was a excellent. Two, a two-star Butlins. That's the best way wow. to describe it. Was fucking <laughs> brilliant to watch. Dan Lowry's bar, absolutely amazing. Emma, I'll ask the same question to you because I'm going to ask the same one to Davil. How big is this in your opinion? And how good do you feel after? Because everyone is just absolutely bouncing off the walls. When I first kind of leaked this morning. <clears throat> I saw it and I was like, ah, oh. like this is another one of these kind of clickbaits and whatever. And then I kind of started and I got a few text messages from uh, someone that works in the media. And I was like, all right, okay, hang on. And then it, it just kind of snowballed from there. And I thought, I honestly thought it might take a few days. Look at what the, the Salah deal has taken. But then just for it to be like straight in, no kissing and done in a matter of hours, 
was unbelievable. It's my little lad's birthday today. It feels like all of my birthdays are today. Yeah. Uh, with this announcement, um, and I, I agree with Phil. It's it's absolutely massive. Um, I we're all we're all old enough to remember when Kenny left. Um, obviously not old enough to remember when Shankly left. But I'm dreading the day. I'm dreading the day that he leaves, and I was dreading 2024. And now it's pushed out by an extra two years, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, but um, yeah, this is massive. I think it is probably one of the biggest signings for the club ever. Uh, in terms of impact on the club, like obviously Shank Shankly set the ball rolling, Paisley took over. Uh, Kenny like will be forever attached to the club. I think Klopp is well on the way to being on, in, in seen in the same vein. It's it's um, Phil has mentioned being like this is the best side you've ever seen, and I think it's right up there with the best side mm-hmm. Liverpool has ever seen, right? But there was kind of a thing where it was like. We're doing this, but there's only two more years of it. You know, you, you always had in the back of your mind, we're doing this, but we're doing this, but now the bus seems like it's gone. It's just, we've kicked it down the road. We've kicked it double the amount of time down the road. And it's like, we're doing this and it's fucking amazing. And we don't have to worry about that. Davo, biggest sign the club has ever made? Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, I think so. Listen, you can go back to, to Shankly when I started it all off and whatnot, but listen, none of us were around for any of that and obviously he put the he put the, everything in place but Jesus like it's it's up it's it's between him and Shankly and like you said there it's like you're flying everything is going great but it is in your head going might only be two more seasons after this one and for that to be put to bed and look I don't know about the rest is when he came in if someone told me we'd win a league in a Champions League in a League Cup and fucking I'd, I'd have taken a hand off this is absolutely fucking happy days and he stays for six, seven, whatever how many years if, he, if, if someone told me at the start we'd win that or they're taking your hand off with all the false stands and stuff like that we've had in the past but uh, no unbelievable news and fucking Charlie happy days Friday tomorrow Gavin then club signs this day well. yeah absolutely it's Friday already as Carl Torley would say um, 28th of the 4th 2022 says Tiernan Mino Riola Dies, then rises from the dead, and Yogi signs a new deal. Mad, mad day. Have you heard about Rayola? Yeah, Phil. What? Uh, Rayola, the, the, the agent. Rayola. Have you heard about him? What happened today? No. Oh, you love this. You love this. You love this. So a journalist. This is actually there, right. This is actually right, right up, up your street. street. This is fucking amazing. Yes. Like, and, and and don't shoot me down like that ever again because you're going to think this is amazing, right? Thanks, this is up there with Venables and Robson, right? Let me put it that way, dear. So, um, what's his name? Tancredi Palmieri, is that his name? Yeah, yeah Legends. Him, yeah. Right. Legends. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, listen. <laughs> listen, let, let me just run you through the, the course of not, events not, and then you can, you can make a discussion on it, right? So, <laughs> Tancredi Palmieri comes out with a tweet today and says, to report a 54-year-old agent, Mino Raiola, has passed away after a short illness. Okay? Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's dead, blah, 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 blah. An hour later, Mino Raiola is on Twitter saying, update, um, not dead. Okay, <laughs> so he, he tells people he's not dead. So then, and Tancredi Palmieri, I hope I have his name right, literally goes on Twitter and tells people that he's basically done his own confession. You know, like when you go to confession in church and he's had a big word with himself and instead of giving himself three Hail Marys, he's banned himself from Twitter for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic though. Now, Rayola is in hospital. He's, 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 in, he's not in a great way. But 
Um, he's not dead. No, he's not <laughs> he's dead. Tweeting. He's, he's tweeted to say he's not dead. Okay, but um, <laughs> like uh, he's not well. But honestly, honestly, but listen, it's not fun. It's not funny the condition he has, but the way this man reported this, and then when it all came out, the man wasn't dead. The way he literally self-confessed himself at church more or less and instead of giving himself three Hail Marys or a decade of the rosary he basically said I'm banning I'm myself for a week <laughs> but there will be tweets there will be uh, what was it um, tweets to do with his job tweets to do with his job but nothing not his own milk for a week so there you go Phil don't ever shoot me down again bro that's that's immense that's immense. I'm going to ring Tancredi and see if he wants to come to the War Games with me in, in, in Birmingham and Alabama because I think he's the type of guy who'll break the news. Before they even finish the results, he'll know who's going to win the, the games. Uh, sports entertainment. Uh, Laura Duffy has got the tweet from Mina um, Raiola here. And it says, Current health status for the ones wondering. Pissed off, second time in four months, they kill me. Seems also able to resuscitate. So, That's great. Yeah, How does he do contracts if he can't write English? No, like, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, it was it was absolutely mental. Um, can, I, Maddox- can I just can I just remind people of what Bob Shankly once said? Right, mm. he said that the strength of the team is each individual member, and the strength of each member is the team, and that to me encapsulates what's gone on today. Because you know the way Klopp said it wasn't just him who signed the contract; mm. it's his coaching team that signs the contract, and it also says to me. That he plans to keep the players he wants to keep as the as the cornerstones of this team, and like like of all people, like Bob Shankly is the man who now who like set up this club and took us on the way to to the top. And I like if he's saying that, that to me is what, what it is. And then and then I think what Jurgen Klopp said just before Christmas when we were talking about the Champions League, and in the in the interview he said the most we can hope for is to create the best possible conditions for success, then let go of the outcome, because the ride is always a lot more fun that way. And that to me symbolises. Liverpool Football Club in a nutshell, right? Um, it's like it's ultimately, you know, and the, the one he said in the game before the... People are wondering board. why you're saying Bob Shank. Yeah, but... Uh, what? Well, Phil does this where he says Bob Shankly and Bill Paisley. Okay, so <laughs> just, just so people know that. It's a long I was waiting to see who's going to be the first one to put it in. It's a long running thing. Um, but, I used to be Bob Shankly on Twitter as well. So, yeah. like, so there you go. Um, yeah. But, uh, but to me, this, this is the essence. When, when Klopp does his little um, video today, and because when after Gav told me that, I did, I did go on to find out, is this real? Right? Because I thought this was just a wind up. I thought the lads were having a bit of a laugh there in the group and stuff like that. Because I'm not part of those group chats, and I just thought this is a wind up to try to get me going on Twitter or something like that. Because I haven't been on ages. Um, and I went down and saw the video, and I will say I did get a little bit of a, a little bit emotional watching it, right? Because it was like it it, it tugs at your heartstrings. This is a man who's brought immense um, joy to us as a fan base, and he's brought hope when it, it seemed like we would never win the league again. And he's brought a league title. And we're on the verge of doing three Champions League finals in 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 the amount of time he's he's been with the club. That's that's immense. That's immense. And it's like you are allowed to get emotional. You are allowed to feel it. Like it's 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 huge. And for me it's just like <sighs> When he came in, I never thought we'd get to the, reach the heights that we have, and I, I was delighted. I was absolutely—I uh, I can't, I can't, can't state how happy I was. And people go back and listen to the, po- the podcast. Then it was just—we were just overjoyed. We we're overjoyed with what it was. There's like this clapping pot noodles and stuff like that that Andy drew up as one of the graphics for the podcast. But this, 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 this is is better than 
than than than you can imagine. Because I honestly thought it was over. I, I I was here at Christmas time. I said, "This is the, the you know enjoy this because this is the last dance. This is the last ride with them." Mm-hmm. So it's just to me, this I'm just just it's it's just brilliant. It's phenomenal. For that, for anyone that like, I'm, not, I'm sure everyone has seen. Klopp has done an interview with LFC TV, and basically what he says is, is that you know he has signed on for an extra two years, bringing them to 2026. His coaching staff are also signed on to 2026, which he made wanted to point out that that was probably the most important part of the mm. deal. Um, he basically said he was sitting at the kitchen table with his wife Ula, and she turned and says. 2024 I can't really see us leaving here in 2024 he was a bit shocked by this so he had a he had a chat and he spoke to Pep Linders um, and he's at at pains to say that Pep Linders was one of the most important conversations he had to have because the link he has with Pep Linders goes beyond you know on the training ground every day or at Liverpool Football Club every day they seem to be really really close close friends and and kind of companions in football Um, and Pep Linders straight away says yeah I'm in and you can read an awful lot into that because maybe Pep Linder was being lined up for 2024 and Klopp says, I want to do it till 2026. And Pep goes, yeah, fine. No problem. I'm all in. Um, and then they're open for any negotiation and it's done. And he does sign until 2026. Davo, I'll come back to you though. You know, it's been a mad day. It's It's been one of those where it did break early this morning. It was kind of rumbling on and then bang, this afternoon, it's announced. And we're in a great position, Davo. You know what I mean? We're in a brilliant position where we are. We're in a brilliant position off the pitch, on the pitch. But what does this do for us going forward in the next one, two, three, four years? Because I think it just, I said it to Sean earlier, it's like when you're in a race with someone and you're you're well ahead and then you fucking kneecap the person that you're against as well. Because that's the effect I think this, it's not an appointment, this extension is going to have on Liverpool and others. Okay. Look, it keeps. It, it, I think it just keeps our foot in the throat of the rest of the league. Uh, to be honest with you, because you're looking at a lot of talk and the a lot of talk in the last week or so, or whatever. Ten Hag is coming in United, and what do they need to do? Or blah blah blah. And a lot of the commentary coming back, and a lot, a lot of from a lot of pundits and ex pros and stuff like that is some of it has been centered around when Klopp and Pep go, and some of them obviously thinking that. This will be two years' time. Ten Hag might be in a couple of years, get his act together. Klopp will go, Pep will go. You know, you can get their act together and whatnot. That just that goes out the window now straight away. Uh, it gives the continuity. It was Paul Joyce. I think he dropped in that midfielder from Monaco's name as well, didn't he, in the same sure article? many. So uh, it looks like he's obviously one that, that we're looking at. Seems, this, this one kind of seems a little bit like Canate last year, kind of open secret type of thing maybe it could be further down the road than people think so he's looking he's 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 trying to make a, a say he's he's trying to make a second great to it and he, he wants to sign it he's obviously getting the, after getting the green life in the missus and he wants to sign on and stay there and put a, a second great side together you know i think he is going to try and make a second great side i think the the rumour going around then following the, the the announcement was that he wants Salah, he wants Mane and he wants, I think, even Milner sorted out ASAP because he's always gone on about how happy he is with the squad. You know, we, 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 we're we always looking for new signings and we want new things and that's that's fine. And you always look to you think where get that player because he'll improve this, that and the other. But look, this man knows best. And I, I just think even, even the way it was brought across today in the announcement itself, 
you know, in in the the snippets of the interview I've seen. I haven't gone and watched the whole interview. I will later on. Um, but even even the way it was brought across, even the pictures that were released, the little snippets, like the first thing that comes out is um, he's in front of the camera saying, "I'm in love with I'm in love with this club and I feel fine" because it's just a reference to the song about him. Um, Emma, there's been a, a few people on this podcast over the last while. I know podcasts. I'm sure I don't watch them. The other ones, um, but but there was a lot around his wife being the key to this. You know, Klopp at times can look stressed, tired, a little bit down, maybe a bit drained, especially during COVID and what happened with his mother and, and what was going on with the club um, on the pitch at the time. But there was a lot made about his wife and if she kind of gave the go-ahead, this would happen. You know, she's in the away end at Man City and there's videos going around of, of where she's in a, on a concourse and Liverpool fans are singing this song and she's joining in. She's but, dancing to the song. Yeah, yeah but is that just, does that just show how kind of humbling this family are where they don't make a big song and dance about this. They actually, they're sitting at a kitchen table and go, yeah, you know what? It's not an agent pushing it. It's not an agent throwing his name at Barcelona or Real Madrid. It's just a really humble experience where a, a husband and wife have a conversation and this is what it leads to. Yeah, I, I think I think she was always going to play a big part in it because I think Klopp has been on record as saying that what he wanted to do was to take a break out to do the travelling that he didn't necessarily get to do because he went straight from playing in 2001 into managing Mainz so he's literally had very little time off in what 19 years, 19, 20 years Um, so it was always I would imagine going to be a massive decision between the two of them but um, when I saw her dancing on the concourse with the lad singing the song I thought that's it signed and sealed but um, she was also at the the the, the bus parade, the open top bus parade, I think as well, wasn't she? Like mm. she was standing up on top of a like of an electrical kind of a box or something like that. But um, yeah, no, she seems to really enjoy it. Um, and look, they seem really close as well. <laughs> They're a close couple, and I I would imagine that is is <laughs> I'd imagine his his kids were probably involved in it as well. I know they're growing up in that, but um, he did say that it would always be a family decision. Um, somebody, some of the other things that have have come out as well is, and I don't know how true they are, but he he claims he wants to start a dynasty, and I think in the past he's actually referred to the boot room boys as a dynasty, so it's like they're trying to recreate what they had back in the eighties, early nineties, um, and I was one of the ones uh, that thought when he said about the Pep Linders thing that he may have had to speak to him because he was due to take over. More so, will you stay with me? That's what came, but, um, came across today when you mentioned yeah, it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was more so, do you mind rather than do you stay? Will you stay? Do you know what I mean? Do you mind if I actually stay? Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'd say she she's she was kinda really high up on the list of people making the decisions with him. And he said it himself. She turned around and kind of nearly put it in his mind. Phil, I've seen tweets going back a year, 18 months ago from journalists and, um, you know, pundits I don't know I'll, I'll use both of them um, references lightly um, but basically saying that Klopp will finish up at Liverpool and he will take over in Germany as the German national manager um, after seven years Klopp will have enough and leave um, now listen there could be an unmitigating disaster here and in a year's time he could leave and after seven years he's gone from Liverpool but he's committed himself to Liverpool which would leave him about ten years in the job what does it do What's it do to other clubs, Phil? You know, because 
surely there is clubs out there looking going, he'll be gone in 2024. What does it do to the mindset of other clubs around us, not only in England, but around Europe and other managers as well, where they look and they go, well, this fella is just fucking relentless. And he's, he's apt because if he's committing himself to this field, he's all in. He doesn't go, he doesn't do half measures. Well, just, just to close out the, the wife talk, right. Um, I think that she supposedly, I'll probably come out in the press later on. She supposedly closed the conversation, sworn to him and saying, well, Jorgen, just remember, it's more fun to be a pirate than to join the Navy when it came to the discussion around him going back to Germany. And I don't know what that means. Things. Well, there you go. There you go. You're not meant to. That's why she's the boss, Gav. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. And he went, right? so am I signing this deal? Or what the <laughs> yeah. fuck is going he's, on? He's one of the pirates. <laughs> yeah, he rang Pep Linders and goes, listen, what's the fucking, what's she on about pirates yeah. and fucking, what's going on here? Bang. Uh, he says, well, we're not going anywhere now. She says, we're just pirates, so we're staying here. That's happy days. Yeah, yes, yes, Johnny Depp about it. And he gave him a oh, don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what it does to is um, the... It doesn't look like what it does is probably just ends the any chance of Steven Gerrard becoming Liverpool manager, which is a good thing. Um, what it does is, I don't know, I don't know, Gav. And the reason why I say it, 10 years is an awful long time, and eventually, football does catch up. It's very hard for managers to have ultra long longevity in, in the game, and very few achieve it. Like Ferguson is a freak that way that he went for so long, you know, and kept them at the top for so long. But he did spend seven years trying to get them to the top. So it wasn't like that he started at the very top and worked there. It took, what, Jorgen, two years to get us to, to more or less the challenge and for league titles and, and European Cups. And he's kept us there since. And if he does this four year, doing about another nine um, years in terms of being of having us at the, at the top in terms of what's there. Is that why, um, it's, is that why it's key, Phil, that he talks about his coaching staff because they are younger yeah. yeah, and they have new ideas and he's spoken openly about Pep mm. coming in and going, being so fucking bouncing off the wall when he comes in because he's, he's taught us something new to do and it's fresh all the time. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's the key thing that, you, that Ferguson did at United. He sat at the top as essentially as the CEO in the room and let the coaches do their job, right? He wasn't the one that was bringing new coaching or techniques or whatever. He listened to what they had to do, allowed them to do, put, gave his input, and ultimately they coached the teams and he put the winning mentality into the team. And when you think of Klopp, like he's been there. How long is he coaching now? He's, 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 he had Dortmund at the top of 2012. We're talking over 10 years now in terms of being at the top level of at the top rung of coaching, a bit like Guardiola, right? Um and we're talking, this takes him up to about 15, 16 years in terms of, of, of where it's going to be. And to stay there, revitalizing and replenishing your own ideas and your own methodologies and your own tactics and your own pieces is key to that longevity. So it's, it's a huge... And being, and being open as opposed to yeah. other people's input as well. But, you know, not a dictatorship because he's very but, open about the input of his, of his coaches, Phil. Like it's, but the, it's, and, and therein lies why it's very hard to see him going like ultimately what, what was it? it was really only the German job we think Bayern Munich would he go to Bayern Munich though given the whole thing that was there um, I'm not too sure he would but that's what I'm saying do you do you see him do you see this like if he if he goes to 2026 he'd be 58 years of age do you see that where he just goes that's it mm. I'm done I, I, I think it's like I think there's a possibility that he may see out to 2030 with Liverpool and I don't mean like there is an option there to extend it but I think that that ultimately relies on how does this period of success continue for a decade which is an awful long time 
like we are in 2022, we're talking about another eight years of sustained, continued success and no substantial drop off from where we are. And other teams will catch us and they mm. will come up and it will become harder. And you've got a new player in town in Newcastle and people can say whatever they want. But if we're talking about this in four to five years time, Newcastle are definitely in the conversation. Yeah. They're in Manchester City, right? And if they won't have Eddie Howe. They'll have whoever is the up-and-coming bright light in terms of coaching that we see at this moment in time. So all being told, this is for him as much of a challenge because he's not going to get this level of challenge in any other league in Europe. Where he goes to Real Madrid, what's his challenge going to be? Barcelona, right? So he's already, his challenge at the moment is Manchester City. Look where look what's going on. The likelihood is that both ourselves and Manchester City are going to meet in the Champions League final this year. We're going to go head to head right away to the to, to at least the last two games of the season, and and like let's be honest about it here. If we drop points tomorrow, that doesn't mean the league is over. All it means is that there's there's a potential for it to only go down to the last second last game of the season instead of the last game of the season, right? Mm. That level of pressure is either something you enjoy, or it's something that ultimately beats you down, right? And I don't think he's the type that will want to hang around if he can't keep the team in a position to challenge for the major honours. And when I say the major honours, I mean the league and the Champions League. For the, other, for the other teams, for the other teams and the other managers, as I said to you earlier on, it's an awful kick, in, especially in England, it's an awful kick in the bollocks. I'd say PSG are looking at going, what do we do next? What do we do next? I'd say PSG are looking at saying, right, we need to get Pochettino out of here. Who can we bring in? We can't get Guardiola. We can't get Klopp. They want the big name. The whole hmm. thing is, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a PR exercise right? yeah well PS, PSG are on the verge of the owners pulling out anyway and good, saying good luck I don't think they are because they've invested so much money and they've made it such a global brand at this stage and they need it for the Qatar World Cup and they've also invested heavily in UEFA so that they basically have their own organisation at this stage so in, in my mind what PSG need is a European is, is a European Cup and there's only so I'd say there's only about six managers in Europe capable of winning win the European Zidane Cup Zidane is probably the, the, the standout yeah, yeah that's, 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 who, that's who they want yeah. but you look at you mentioned Phil mentioned there about revitalising ideas and being open to other people's input. That's all the stuff of being on the training ground, matches, pressure in games, like like the pressure that's going into the end of the season. I think he loves all that. What popped mm. into my head about it was, is, and it's just, like, it's a fairly practical thing. He does all his post-match stuff from the match yesterday. He does his pre-match stuff before Villarreal with the newspapers and the media and LFC TV, and then he's to do it after the match. Now, tomorrow he's to do it. For the Newcastle match before that, he'll have to do the same after, then it rolls into next week. And I'd say, if you're not into that, he's getting asked the same questions. I'd just say, it's just a thing in my head. I was thinking, does that grind on him? Does it grind mm. on him? All that media shit that he, when you're, when you're, when you're as good as we are, that you're doing three times a week. For all different aspects, you've got your own in-house media, you've uh, newspapers, Sunday newspapers, television, press conferences. I'd say it it can really fucking, like, get in your wick, like, the longer it goes. So that was just kind of one thing that I used to do, like we all did, kind of in the back of your head, he's gone in two years, and I was kind of saying, he might get a pay this bollocks with all this media, blah, 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 and all, but look... Obviously, he signed on, so it's fucking great. But was, that was just something that I, I thought would fucking grind on him because he's getting that. You're getting asked these same stupid questions, fucking five different ways by fellas. who just, I'd say, some of them you, you can tell by him. Fucking some of them, he's just looking at them going for fuck's sake. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, he's every right to because yeah. you know they're walking in, they're asking questions that have fuck all to do with football at times. Mm. You know, and. He has kind of leaned where Pep Linders will take press conferences around FA Cup games or League Cup games or literally putting them in charge for the mm. League Cup at times. 
And that, that again, that I think it's a great point because the English media is incessant compared to the likes of Germany or, or wherever you might go. It's incessant. It's non-stop. And they're always, look, it, listen, if someone's incessantly asking you questions, but it's interesting to you because it's football related, fine. But in England, it's not. They're looking to hang you wherever they fucking can. And I think he's learning all the time, even though he's in England six years, I think he's learning all the time how to deal with them, how to stand back when he needs to, how to go in when he needs to. And, you know, it, it's... It, He's actually really good at it, Davo, because he walks into a room the other day and someone says, um, yeah, you can be forced to ask Jürgen a question. And straight away he sits down and goes, Jürgen, you know, and he's giving her all that. And, you know, and straight away the whole room is laughing and he kind of has them in the palm of his hand, you know, despite them asking fucking ridiculous questions at times. Davo, I want to stick with you because, you know, plenty of people on this podcast, on this channel, um, privately when we've spoken in our whatsapp groups and i'm sure people in the chat um and even in our own um telegram uh app will question fsg what's their ambition where did he want to go what did he want to do the latest thing was salah you know what i mean and look i'll hold my hands up i i've i've i think fsg have been poor in certain areas over the last 10 years why has phil got pegs stuck to his face um but i've been critical of FSG on certain things over the last 10, 12 years or whatever it might be, right? But you have to hand it to them today. <laughs> you have to hand it to them today where, you know, they've got this done. They're part of it. They've got it done. And this is probably, you can't go any higher with the ambition here, Davo. You just can't. Signing this man no, for his look at that. can't go I'll, anywhere. The FSG out stuff is just like, it's, it's a, uh, I actually, do you know, I actually heard Andy Mitten making a good point about that, uh, the United journalist on off the ball a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, "Twitter fans are just transfer junkies." Like he was, the point he was making was, you know, United fans are behind the team in the ground and blah blah. He said, "Don't, don't take, don't take Twitter as a thing." He says, "They're transfer junkies," and that's what an awful lot of our FSG are. They're, they're transfer junkies. They look, they look at envy at other clubs who sign X, Y, and Z. City probably get Haaland to be fucking a few clicking and scream. Why didn't we go from? Um, so it's look at that. It's fucking like, do you know what I mean? They just all, all they want is shiny new toys. They don't want to get behind the club. FSG have always been fairly upfront. Yeah, they've made mistakes. Gav ticket pricing and Super League and four low. Of course they have. They've made mistakes, but. They've always been open and up front. They'll spend what they earn. They won't fucking... But they've always said there, if if there's a sign to be made, money will be made available. So, also, I think that contributes to how Liverpool are viewed doing their business by other clubs and other agents that... You know what I mean? We've got a great name of Michael Edwards and now he's moving on, but instead of going out and fucking telling everyone you've allowed a money born the hole in your pocket, if you keep your powder dry... You, know, you probably have a better chance in the negotiating table, so I wouldn't pay for it. FSG have gone. They've, look at they. They'd no choice. Gav Klopp walked in and goes, "I want a million a week." They would have to give it to him because he wants a new contract. Do you know what I mean? But like everyone was sensible. He was obviously going to give him whatever he wanted. Uh, money that was it came out early from Joyce. That money wasn't an, wasn't an issue, and they got it done. They have got it done, and. Like, Emma, I'll come to you because Klopp makes a point in saying that when you're doing these contract negotiations, it's a two-way street. You know, FSG, you have to be happy with him. 
like, which is ridiculous. Like, of course they're going to be. <laughs> but the point he's making here is, is that they have to be happy with him and what he does and his way of doing things. And he has to be happy with them and the way they do things and, and the way they, you know, the way they carry out their business. And he, he kind of makes, without saying it, he's basically, he said it like, we're really, really on the same page. We we respect each other. We we pull in the same direction. So he's kind of knocking a few things out of the park here, where you know people would say, "Oh, Klopp is being held back by this and that and the other." But overall, with the owners, it does look Emmett like, and from everything Klopp's saying, you have to take it at face value when he's doing this sort of interview, when he's made this commitment to the club, that a he's completely happy with how things are run, and b. He's definitely getting backed because he's not doing another four years with this squad, ever, which means in order to compete at the level that he wants to compete at, which he's doing it currently, he is going to have to make changes in the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, most definitely. And in order to do that, I mean, he's going to have to be backed heavily. Yeah, 100%. Um, and... I- these like like Davos said, these transfer junkies on Twitter, like they, they all think that they okay, the book stops with FSG, but it's not always FSG that decide that we're not signing players. Klopp, we've seen it. Klopp just doesn't go out and sign players for the sake of signing players. I think he's only ever really been verbally frustrated once, and I think it was maybe last January yeah. with the whole defence. Other than that, there's never been a peep out. So, like you said, he's not gonna put pen to paper for to sign up for a four to four years of it if they haven't given them some sort of assurances. But again, just because we don't sign players doesn't mean it's FSG not giving money. It's obviously not suitable for Klopp. Like we've seen it. He's held out for Van Dyke rather than going and buying somebody else. He he or, or his team come up with targets and if they're available, great, we go get them. If they're not available, we keep our powder dry and go again the next transfer window. Um, but it's uh, it's not buying for the sake of buying. It's not having a three hundred million bench uh, every week, two hundred two hundred million worth of defenders on the pitch every week. It's not just buying to keep the fans happy. Um, Klopp and the team behind them buy to suit our system. Other teams buy to suit their fans, and I prefer it the way that we we're doing it. I can't say that I never came close to being FSGU. There were some frustrating times, but like you take a step back and if look, if Klopp's happy, we should all be happy. Phil, you know, everything looks really rosy in the garden at the minute for Liverpool. Um, playing side, off the pitch, managers, owners, wherever it might be. It looks really good, but where do you see him evolving this side now? Because he is going to have to do that. He is going to have to make tough decisions on players that have been, he's been really loyal to, have done really well for him, and are probably hitting that stage in their career where he needs to change them. Um, is that is that the reason behind the timing of this decision? He hasn't left it another year and left it. He, he wants to give himself, you know, he would have had, if, he, if he'd have left it and you're kind of going, he's only a year and a half left or a year left, you're kind of going, when's this change? But the evolution of the squad field is going to, probably accelerate here because now everyone knows everyone around the world knows Phil that he's there for four years and it's easier to make decisions when you're four years left rather than a year left and people wondering hmm. the, the next evolution of the team is they're taking it to Germany they're, going, they're moving from the Premier League to the Bundesliga because okay, it's just easier be 
that would like that's why he's decided to stay because he, he gets to he gets to manage tickets. Liverpool and play in Germany most of the time, right? So I was just said uh, this is handy. I like Liverpool. Be here for nineteen games a year. Then the rest of the games are in Germany, so I get a bit of Germany and the whole lot. So we're, we're flying. The job is done. Um, I don't know. Next evolution will be interesting. We've seen Kanata is is obviously long term nailed down. Um, centre back that's there. Um, we've got Diaz, we've got Jota, we've got um, like to me, Salah's a six another six year player. If we sign him, like this is he's the type of player he is. As much as his pace is is a strength, it's not his core strength. Like his his quickness of thought and his quickness of execution is just as important. Um, so for me, Salah's another has six years left in him. He's twenty nine, so thirty five, easy, right? Um, so he's around all all this time, and then you can see. They, they they slowly evolve the team. When I say slowly, they don't they, they they replace with players that and, and it's the one thing, Shane, you know, I know I've been saying it for years, and it was one of the things that drove me mad. They replace players now with players capable of replacing what's in the force team, right? For years we didn't. For years we just signed players because we needed we needed left back. Yeah, we, pa- we padded out stuff, yeah. 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 So Simicas, I know people mightn't agree with this, but Simicas is an equal to Robertson when he's in the team. Robertson's a smashing player, and that's not to denigrate Robertson. But from what we've seen in Simicast this year, there hasn't been a drop-off when he's been in the team. And in some ways, he has different pros to, to Robertson. Mm-hmm. I think Klopp has eminent faith for everything Robertson has done, and we know how brilliant he is. And he's like the goal he scores against Everton is an example. He's just he's that little bollocks of a player. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 that and that's what he has. Simicast is a head case as well. He's he's got crazy eyes and, and he's grey hair when he grows it. Grey mm. hair, crazy eyes and he is but then you think you look at the centre backs, we've gone from having a traffic cone and um a regen of FIFA last year to having Kanate, Matip, Van Dijk and Gomez as our four centre backs. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's that's. Think about what what what's happened here. You look at our midfield, um, and I know as, as I've, I said it, a huge doubts over the availability issue that we had with Kaiser. And then I was wondering, would he be could he be smart enough to adapt to the role he has? He's been fantastic this season. This is the fourth season we've had in in the four years of being here that he's actually truly adapted to the system and, and has had a massive part to play in in terms of what's going on. Um, and when I say massive part, I'm not just talking about the cameos that he put in and went missing for three or four games and was injured and came in and did well and then disappeared out again. We're talking about sustained imp- impact across the course of a season and not just from scoring goals or true balls, but in terms of tactically and being aware and, and adding to what goes on in that team. And then you look at the the the, the, the fellow with the mad name. The, he's, 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 he looks like he could potentially be a Henderson replacement. We know they've... Sure after many. The, yeah, yeah, they've also looked at you. Well, they were heavily in for your man Gravenberch, you know, the off off Ajax as well. That was there. Link to Bourne now at twenty five million. Yeah, yeah. So, but twenty five million to me is is their range, and people don't like it's, this. It's Gav- it's it's not that. It's the it's the amount being paid after that. Yeah, there's but a, Gav- another Rayola, um You know, you know, oh. Gav. I've been on here and I've gotten pelters off people in the comments because I refused, even when we were going through the madness, to slag off FSG because I said, if you don't understand how this club is set up and you don't understand how the model is run, there's no point screaming your head off saying I want the £100 million signing because this team is being built around the idea that you can find value of equal players at lesser prices. And that's what it is. Unless you can't find that player, they will go and spend, they will have a board 
And you know I'm obsessed with the draft tonight, but they have a board of players that says, we need a centre-forward. Here's five players that we judge to be of equal basis. And only in the event that there is one player that they don't believe is, is so far above everybody else will they go and spend it. Van Dijk is an example. Alisson is, a, is an example. Fabinho is an example. And every single one of those examples have proved, proved that they were right in setting the bar and saying we were happy to go above that. Every other player below that has proved that they were right not to go to this level, not to go to this level. They get Salah for less than 40 million, Mane for less than 40 million. They get Joseph for less than 30 million. They get Diaz no, for... is 40, just above 40. With add-ons. Yeah. With add-ons. They didn't pay for it. The 40 is if we win No, we were, not, we're not only paying them a five or a week, I think, and a few exactly, stamps. Yeah. A few stamps. Yeah. And uh, a bus. They have our doll book. Yeah. They follow us down yeah. to the office when we pick up our doll and they take it off. <laughs> <laughs> but I go back to it and say this is the culmination of what's been going on and now we see and, I, and as I said I would get upset if we went three, four, five seasons and we weren't bringing these players in that were taking the place in the first team putting those questions there going who was our best front three three years ago who was our best front three it was, it was, we knew now we have a question mark on, okay, well, we've had to move Mane into the, to play in this middle position because Diaz is so good and we don't want to move him out. We want Jota to come in and play from that. Okay, Jesus. And actually now we've got, we've got Salah. Well, Salah we know can fit in the middle as well and you can play this fella here and you can move this fella. We didn't have that. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the evolution. This becomes a squad game. And that's forgetting Harvey Elliott who's capable of playing in, in, with that group of lads as well. Right? He was just unfortunate in terms of the injury he picked up. Let's not forget how much we were all in on Harvey Elliott at the start of the season. Those four state games, that kid was fucking phenomenal in the way he was playing and the way he was executing the football on the pitch. And we could see that he could play in midfield and in the top three. Listen, this is a credit, a credit to the way the club's been run, to the structures that FSG put in place, to the beliefs and the values they've had to get, to retain themselves as competitive. And don't forget that that stadium has been fully redeveloped and a training ground has been built out of it. So when you're talking about building for the future and you're talking about getting at, at FSG because they haven't signed this week's shiny object from the top shelf, this club has been put on a sustainable fo- footing that, so that if FSG walked away tomorrow, Liverpool could continue in, this, in the way and the means that they are today. The ownership is irrelevant. What the club generates now is what's driving forward with this. And on the top of all this, we have one of the top managers in the world. Not, if the, not the top best. manager. No, and, and, and I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being sort of trying to take the bias away. I've, I've said it on record. I'm, I'm on record. I think he is by far the best manager in the world. I think he's a better manager and a better, a better manager than Pep purely because he's able to do it without having to spend billions to billions to get to where he was, right? To dominate what he is. So for me, that's what that's why... This isn't just, this is the culmination. This is the happy moment for the player, for the fans. Dion Fanning wrote when, after Rafa went back in 2010 that Liverpool fans will look back on the Rafa period as a golden period in, in football. The Rafa period now looks like what you'd call as, what you'd expect. It's the minimum standard as we, that we'd expect as a Liverpool fan. This, what we're looking at, is the golden period, the titanium period, the diamond period. This is, we've hit every fucking seam. We found Australia and hit every single seam of minerals and oils and everything that's available to us. This is it. Because I can't see us being able to replicate this when he does step back. But genuinely, this is it. This is it. 
Lap it that, in. Would, that might be the best five minutes you've ever said in any part of all time. So. Well, I'll tell you something. He's gone down on my estimation because he's yeah. usually one cantankerous cunt and he's torn <laughs> completely <laughs> the other way and I don't know what way to take it. Rory Fitzgerald says, and I bring this one to you, Davo. Great show, gents. You wonder if some agents of prospective, prospective signings have been asking if Klopp is staying. Today's news might see our summer business concluded in the next few days or weeks. Davo, I want to kind of kind of a double-edged question here because we've been linked with Shoe Many. There's a load of things about Bellingham. Um, um, Yaman Nunes off Benfica has been linked. But you look at other players in the squad, the likes of Mane, you know, who you've heard nothing really about his contract. Firmino, Keita and Salah, obviously, as the standout. How much of it, of those possible renewals of contracts and possible players coming in, has kind of hinged on people saying, let's just see what's going on with his future before we do anything. Yeah, well, I suppose when you're coming down to having two years left, the manager, I mean, and players generally come in but sign a four-year contract, I'm sure questions will be getting asked from Salah, from Mane, like to the club. Sure, anyone would. What's happening with, with Klopp? Is he going? Is he staying? Um, before they sign it now before they start negotiating now listen that, that doesn't look, if they had a turn around and said yeah Klopp is definitely going I'm not sure, I'm not sure Mane storms out going right that's me I'm not signing and like, obviously some of them would sign on depending on if, if everything else was to their liking but I definitely think uh, going uh, your point on uh, agents around Europe players around Europe are, they, are, they all want to play for Liverpool so if Liverpool are interested in one of them I'm sure they're obviously asking the same questions again. Listen, is Klopp staying? I might come here in a five-year contract. If he's only here for two, what's happening? So I'm not sure about it concluding our business kind of early. Like, we're generally, was mentioning the, the comments earlier. Like, I remember flicking, I was away, I remember flicking around my phone, linked with Fabinho. Five minutes later, he's holding the jersey then and fucking in, in Melbourne at the time. I was like, fucking hell. Like, yeah, we tend not to have these... Long drawn out ones. I know the Van Dijk thing kind of got away from us a bit. Um, Canate, that kind of seemed as like we had a free run and it was kind of done fairly early. And then everyone seemed to just now look at he's going to Liverpool, leave it at that. Could be the same with this show. The, the word about show many is, is that um, teams in Spain have looked at him. Mm. Okay. And other teams in the Premier League have looked for him. And have been basically told, and the quote coming out is the Premier League teams are going to be rebuffed, apparently. But the word coming from Spain is that, yes, we have looked at them. And um, yes, clubs have looked at them. But the pull from the Premier League is extremely strong at the minute and will be a hard one to break. So mm. that could be the well, Listen, I, listen, I, Shawnee will be the man to talk Spanish football in this. But if Madrid are bringing in a Mbappe... And for the what it wages he's going to come in on, he's probably going in there on half a million a week. You'd imagine, like, can they afford? I know Germany wouldn't uh, command that much in wages, but I'm sure, look at they'd have they always do a bit of wheeling and dealing. Per, uh, Perez is like Del Boy, uh, in a Spanish suit, but fucking like, but I, what I mean is their focus is going to be because still the rumour is that Mbappe he might stay PSG blah 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 he's going to go to Madrid but they, look at their focus will be on getting him in the door I would imagine force and getting him all tied up before looking at it now so maybe we can swoop in there and get a deal done for him but listen I, I, 
all the things that we've all waxed lyrical about fucking since we come on, nobody should be worried. Whatever business we do will be the right business. Oh, yeah, you need to be taking up cigars at this stage. Like, yeah. This fella signed the 2026 Grand of Cigars because it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. Um, and listen, I actually thought about it today and I thought to myself, <coughs> if it went wrong in 18 months when it went wrong and he was having a run like he had at Dortmund, I don't want to see him going through a long, drawn-out fucking thing. I want, I want Liverpool fans to back him till the end of the season, regardless and then Klopp to say, look, it's not working enough. I want him to go out on with the highest respect. I don't want to, I don't want, like, if he if he stays at 2026 and he wins a load of trophies, we'll have an absolute party when he when he leaves. For him, we'd be, we, it'd be a bit of a wake as well, but it'd be an absolute party for the man that is Jürgen Klopp. But if it was to go wrong, I don't want to see it. I don't want the media to take over what Liverpool fans actually think of him. Um, 450-odd people watching, 148 likes. Hit that like button if you're happy that Jurgen Klopp is at Liverpool to 2026. That should rattle up right fucking now, by the way. Um, Emma, just on the supporter side of it, you know, we've seen the reaction. Uh, we've seen the reaction on um, social media today. I was in the ground for Liverpool versus Everton, and the love for that man is just ridiculous a mate of mine I actually met up the road earlier who's just come back um, he was on the boat back today after watching Liverpool versus Villarreal and he was just like they just adore the man and he's a he's a long time Liverpool fan like it's not like he's just turned up once and went well they really like him what's the effect on the fan base um, because the way I look at it is I've said it before I think he's the biggest influence on Liverpool football clubs and Paisley, right? In a footballing sense, in the team he's built, I don't think he's the biggest person at Liverpool since since Paisley. I think Kenny Dalglish is overall in the whole club ever, in my opinion. But just for the fan base, Emma, he signed a new deal. They just fucking adore the man. He's on a pedestal where probably he's up there with any of them, and he's given them another four years, and he's given them on the day. After they've they're basically one foot in another European Cup final, they're five games possibly from a league title. They're in the in an FA Cup final and they've a league cup already in there. Like it's just it's monumental. I used the word earlier, Emma. It really is monumental. No, it it, it, it is. He's he's adored, and it's right from day one when he came in when he claimed that he was the normal one. He just like it's like. The fans got him and he got the fans. <clears throat> and I know he's had the, he had a little go at them and you need to get behind the team and stuff like that. But it's just like, he's like the man of the people. And um, you know he's doing something right when even other fans of other teams actually love him. Do you know what I mean? You're normally supposed to hate the manager of your, of your rivals, but everybody loves him. You can't not love him. Um, I met him in person over at, over at a game um, outside the Titanic Hotel. And he had time for absolutely everybody. Um, like you, you have seen other ma- managers, not necessarily Liverpool managers, and they just kind of nearly shunned the fans. But he literally came over and started talking, took a little selfie with the with the little lad and everything. But um, yeah, I'm 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 dreading it. Like I said earlier on, I'm dreading the day he goes. I'm thankful that it's now four years away rather than two. But um, yeah, he said right from the start, turn doubters into believers, and I don't. I think people would be lying if they said before he came in, that we were doubters. We definitely were. 
30 barren years and he came in and turned us into believers and did exactly what he said he'd do so um, yeah definitely he's definitely getting a statue anyway and I think they should maybe stick his wife beside him on it as well Oh, there's a there's a good chance she get it before him at this stage. The way this news is broken today, you know he's got he's he's probably dropped down the list and she's shot right up it up the list, you know. But but feel like we'll finish up in a couple of minutes because we wanted to do an hour. But like, what does he mean? What does he mean to the club? Like, I was just taking it outside the Titanic Hotel. I was just thinking, <laughs> did he get the sinking feeling? <laughs> Don't mention is the Titanic because Carl Tully's probably that, watching and he has a massive is conspiracy that, over is that. that. Is that hotel close to Everton's ground? Because it just seems to it, be it's not, it's not. It's, it's not a million miles. It's, I, don't, I don't know the docks that well, but it's not a million miles along the docks from it. Did you look under the water? Because it's just down there. If you look carefully, you can see, you can see their stadium. It's great. <laughs> There's got to be Goodison to be born down tonight. They're not even going to get to the end of the season. They won't be able to fulfil the fixtures. They'll have to be playing in Stanley Park with lads just around the ground with rope up around after tonight. They'll be just throwing themselves out. There's been some crackers today. Like one United fan said, Klopp signs a new deal. I'm not worried. We've appointed a younger manager who's hungry for success. Ten Hag is two years younger than Jurgen Klopp. He's 50 fucking two. Um, and then an Everton fan um, when it was it was like uh, they were saying Liverpool have won um, I think it was something like Liverpool have won more games in the Champions League this season than Everton and his response was something like oh yeah but we haven't I think it was something like um, we've more stadiums we've built more stadiums nah, he, was, he, was, he was talking about he was talking about Anfield being Everton's before that yeah and then and the, he was like well we never pulled down houses and they were like well I think you did and they yeah. showed him loads of stuff before the 66 woke up where Everton literally demolished about three thousand estates to build good to, to rebuild Goodison Park and they're absolutely heads falling off and exploding everywhere is this the biggest thing Phil is this actually the biggest thing you know we, we love it we're we're like riding this crest of this wave, and I'll f- ride it till it's fucking there's no more riding in it, right? But the reaction of other people is just fucking mental. Ah, uh, phenomenal! It's absolutely phenomenal. It's, as I said, you can just sit back and enjoy. Look, we know that ultimately at the end of it, it's going to be horrible, right? Uh, that's like the end. Endings are always horrible in football, no matter what way you're going about it. And you have to take a time out at the end of it then to really, truly realise and enjoy what was there before. Very rarely does the manager ride off into the sunset and everyone just celebrates the fact that it is. I think maybe only Hitzfeld at Bayern was the one that managed to get the the, the glory and go out because he wins the treble and he wins the he wins the European Cup and the Cup and the, the league and goes off on, in, in, in terms of celebrating. So for me, yeah, this is it. This is the moment, right? My only, my only, like you're saying, Gav, uh, why can't I be a cantankerous fuck? The one, only thing that I had in my head coming on tonight was every time a manager signs a contract that's flying, the next few games tends to be an absolute catabortion oh, in terms of what happens from the right. That, yeah. And that's the last thing we need to happen right now. At this but, but do you know what? It's, it's, it's funny you've mentioned that, Phil. Because, look, I'm all over the quadruple. I have been for fucking months and months and months, right? And we may have one trophy now, and we may have one at the end of the season, right? But this is the, it's the power of this, of this extension for me, where we could lose on Saturday and the league's over, right? Yeah. We could lose a European Cup final, and we could use, lose an FA Cup final, and we'd be devastated to lose all three, right? But this is different for me, Phil. This isn't the case of, this isn't Rodgers in 13, 14, 
This isn't even Rafa in 0809. This is where you go, lads, it's horrible. It won't, it didn't happen for us. But that man will have us absolutely flying again at the start of next season. That's the confidence you have. That's where the difference is, Phil. Uh, look, the way I look at it is, and I've been sort of getting back into basketball lately, and I, I, but not like in terms of mad ranting, but just sort of reading up about it and reading the stories and stuff that comes out. And also the great coaches, and Phil Jackson is somebody that... I just want to say reading the rules and all. <laughs> yeah. Learn about how you put the ball yeah, in the just basket. Just to bounce it, yeah. and you have to throw and it. If you're, if you're really tall, it's very helpful because yeah, yeah, you're closer yeah. to the ring than yeah. if you're small, because it's much farther to go if you're really small. However, some of the greatest coaches have come in, and, and it's why I never the, made it, Phil. It's why I never, never made it. Well, if you could have played, you could have played basketball in the World Games, Gav, where they lowered the basket a wee bit, right? <laughs> oh my God! Phil's <laughs> trying to get me in the World Games. Game. <laughs> basketball of all things, <laughs> basketball. Yeah, it's actually called basketball. The baskets are slightly bigger, and you get thrown through the hoop yourself. So remember, the World Games are slightly. Any limbo? Any limbo going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one thing that reminds now honestly right, all joking aside Phil Jackson get, think about what he did as, as a coach with the Bulls and with the Lakers in terms of right I think he won 12 or 14 rings or whatever it was in terms of championships right now, I was reading his book the, the 11 rings the soul of success because he has a strange philosophy on on winning and the art his whole thing was about finding zen on the, on, on the basketball court and that it wasn't just about winning it's about the journey it's about the ride it's about everything that goes on yeah. right so it, there's one quote that stands out, and I, I know, look, I don't generally prep for podcasts, but this time I, tonight I did, because it is a big moment, right? And to me, it just sums Klopp up. Whenever you hear him talk about at, at press conferences, whatever it was, when he talks about football, when he engages the media, engages the fans, that's why we're able to buy into it, right? And it's 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 what Jackson says, and it says, while Klopp mightn't say it himself, it always seems to me that this is the way he sees the game or sees how he football should be played and how the players should be respond. And I think that's why the players love him and why they respond to him and they understand what's there. So Jackson said that at the start of the season, I always encourage the players to focus on the journey rather than the goal, right? What matters most is playing the game right the right way and having the courage to grow as humans as well as basketball players. When you do that, the ring takes care of itself. And you think about the way Klopp goes on about the fans, the club, the people. And then you think away the players are. Think of the personality of the players. We don't have an arsehole. You know the way there's, there's, there's dickheads, right? There's fellas that come across as dickheads as players, like, do you know what I mean? You can't say that about any of the Liverpool players at this moment in time. Every single one of them comes across it's almost as a genuine human. They are auras of the manager. You know what I mean? Like the, the, Every single one of them seems to be absolutely sound as a pound. Like the, you, you can't think, of, uh, he seems a bit of a dick now. You wouldn't. I'd say that he's a right arsehole when you're out there. There's nobody like this, right? How much of how much of how much of those though are um they probably are a bit of a dickhead, but this group won't allow it. Or actually I'll go the other way and say we don't sign dickheads because it's just the way we walk. But but that's it that's what I'm trying to say. The idea that this this there's this philosophy and a mentality that's at the club and it just takes me to these great teams. Some teams are built on um conflict and anger. 
and rage. You look at Simeone's Atletico Madrid's team. I'd say about eleven of the ten players that go out, out on the pitch. Eleven are, of the ten players, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are probably absolutely bananas when they go out on the thing, right? Like think about look look at the lads that are there. You've got think of all the players that play. You just get that sense, right? That for them, it's about killing everyone. With Klopp, it's not. It's about it's about the, it's about enjoying. The process, right? The process and the journey and the game and the execution is as important as winning the trophies. And when he talks about next match, we only think about the next match. I used to buy it. I completely, I, over the last two to three years, I completely buy this, right? I, I totally buy into it. I believe in that's the way he approaches it. And I genuinely do. And I think the players, by him, it's like you can't live a falsity. And he doesn't live that. He lives the way he is everywhere. Has That isn't put on. That's who he is. And that makeup is what then imbues into the rest of the team and the rest of the squad. And if I'm Michael Edwards, I can see within the first two years the type of players that I need to bring in because these are the type of players that Klopp responds to and brings through and everything like that. And to me, this is it. This is the journey. And this is why I'm celebrating this stuff. Celebrating this stuff, right? Because if we don't win another trophy, I'm still going to be able to say this is the best Liverpool team that's ever been, ever been, that we've ever seen, right? And I'm going to absolutely never forget how good this team is. And as I said to you, my, my only, my only, you won't regret, forget come the 29th of May because you'll have four trophies. But but that's it, Gav. And to me, what what did I say to you going back to to December? Hopefully before 2024, we'd win another league title and possibly another Champions League. But I really, I wanted two league titles over over a Champions League, and that to me remains the goal. If he can get two league titles before 2024 with that Manchester City team, that's mm. immense, immense. It is immense because, um, like, you know, I was only thinking about this last week. When Liverpool were there in the 70s, there was good sides. There was good sides in the 70s. You look at the Forest side in the 70s, um, were good. They went two European Cups at the back end of 78, 79, I think, did he? No, they went in 79 yeah. and 80, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, you know, and when you go through the 80s, um, you know, Everton were a really good side in the mid-80s. Really good side in the mid-80s. Um, Arsenal were really good in the late 80s. But this is different. This, is, this isn't this is a good side. This is a fucking juggernaut you're up against. This is this is relentless um, resources you're up against. And not only one of them, but two of them, when you actually look at it up until a couple of weeks ago, more or less relentless um, resources. Now, one of them at the moment is... They're trying to sell because of what's going on around the world and, and it's outside of football. Now you have a tournament coming in in um, in Newcastle that I agree, I agree with Phil. I think in four to five years they're going to be right in the conversation. Mm. Probably less than that. Um, Manchester United are an absolute juggernaut financially. They're an absolute fucking mess everywhere else. But if they get a right, you're up against them as well. You know the sort of way. And I think when you add it all in, I still think the 87-88 side is one of the best sides I've ever seen. And that's that's probably a bias because I can only remember Liverpool from 86. So 87-88 just blew my fucking mind. You know what I mean? Like I was running around trying to kick the ball with my left foot all the time because John Barnes was the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And it was probably the reason why I could kick a ball with both feet because John Barnes kicked it with his left, didn't he? Um, but this one, I, I, I kind of err on the side of Phil. Um what they're up against and what they've produced. Forget trophies. What the quality they've produced and how far they've gone in competitions against what they're up against now, I think. 
I think it, I think you're right. I think I might edge them as probably the best Liverpool side you've ever seen. And when you couple in the fact that the man that's had a huge part in this is going to turn around and go, let's go for another four. Let's go for another four years. Let's over the next six or 12, 18 months, wherever it might be, 12 months, make a couple of signings where we can go, yeah, let's go for it. We'll put these through the ringer for another well, three years after this. What? When you look at it, Roy, you're talking about them other teams coming in and what we could be up against and all that. When when you look at it, really, you're, you're looking at with these two teams, Roy, and let's let's assume that we we continue on the, the road that we're on there with points, tallies, uh, and whatnot. You're looking, you've, don't even think about winning the league unless you're going to come in with 94, 95 points. No. So if you were a Man United, if you're a Newcastle or a Chelsea, 2.5 points a game. Yeah, like, you, you, like, don't don't even be thinking about winning it with high 80s because it's not going to happen. Like, you, no. like, we're in a situation now, as as Phil was saying earlier, we could drop points, blah, blah, blah. I think before the City game, we'd won 10 in a row. Had we in the league? Yeah. You made this point we, two weeks we, ago. We drew, we, we drew with City and we might win all our other games. Yeah, we, and you made this point. Seven day wins and one yeah. draw and you yeah. don't win the league. Yeah. Like, that's fucking scandalous. That's the one. Uh, like, when you, you think said, of it, it's scandalous. You said this it's two mental. weeks ago, and it's the one thing that stuck with me. And I actually said it to a guy in Liverpool. I was sitting drinking in, in a pub on Friday night um, with a load of locals. There were all locals in this pub. I got talking to this guy, and we are talking to him, and I said, my mate told me last week that Liverpool could win 17 and draw one of the last 18 games and not win a league title. He went, it's bizarre, and it? It's actually fucking But that's me. My point is that... All the other teams can 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 look at it and go, yeah, we're going to have a go, and we've a new manager, and Ten Hag is in, and Chelsea are getting sold, and Newcastle are coming, and all that. Unless you're unless you're able to bring that kind of farm into it, you may you may forget about it. Mm. It's a huge leap, and and okay, people can make the leap. We've seen them make the leap. Leicester not so much seventy seven points, I think, wins the league for them that season. But we've seen teams make that leap, but it's staying there. Like Liverpool's last couple of seasons, right? 97 points, 99 points. They still made third place on, was it 80, 80 ish points mm. when they made third place, where, where we played 21 different centre back partnerships. And now we're sitting on, how many points are we sitting on now with five to go? 78, isn't it? 78. 79. We have a possibility we win, yeah, it's 79. We can yeah, win, we can, we can hit 94 we? points mm. if we win our last five games. We could win 17 of our last 18 and not win the league. That's the difference. And that's where, you know, people will say consistency. Like, 97 points win your, wins that league title probably 25, 26 times over the last 30 years. 99 points wins it 28 times over the last 30 years. I think... I think Chelsea have done 99. I think City have done 100. City, Am I right? City, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that 99 points that we do, by the way, if someone was up, was a little bit more competitive or we weren't on the gargle for seven games, because if City have pushed us a bit more, we yeah. would have only been on the gargle for three games. We would have done 108 points, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Easy. Right? And even last season, we're all that. We still go in with that. And we're still looking at 94 and you'd be amazed if Liverpool don't break 90 points again this season with what's left. That's the jump is grand. It's staying there. You know, it's like climbing to the top of Everest and then balancing on the very top and keeping yeah. that balance over a prolonged period of time. I, I, I just think, and he is so fucking integral, Davo. 
Yeah, look at oil listen, oil now problem gab oil how many hands up. I thought when City beat Chelsea uh going back at the Eddie had that one nil game I thought was done that they'd win it. But the funny thing was after the game, and it was kind of a rare time that uh, a footballer kind of doesn't play a, a question with a straight back. Your man kind of said to him, You kind of can't be real in now, can you? And he just kind of went, Well, look at Kev De Bruyne, wasn't it? Yeah, it was De Bruyne. He says, look, uh, probably not, because if there is someone to breathe us in, they're going to have to be perfect. Yeah. And we're, we're staring down the barrel at fucking 17 wins in a draw if we if we do what we're capable of doing for the last mm-hmm. few games and not winning it because we won't have been perfect. But for us to, 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 to pull it back in a 14-point gap is is phenomenal. It's fucking, it's just, it's just fucking phenomenal. Do you used to be able to win the league Winning or losing no more than five or six games. Yeah, six games was now, your limit. Now, now you have now you have a draw, and you have to seriously think you're banging trouble. I'm it's gonna have crazy. to buy him a mic that he literally straps <laughs> to the side of his head. <laughs> Go on, Emma. I was, just, I was just saying that even a draw now feels like a loss. Three is your and limit then, now. Yeah, because three draws and three, sorry, three defeats. Drop your nine points and three draws mm. will drop you six, will be 15 points, would mm. be about 99 points. So you can probably afford three losses and maybe five draws, six draws. So you're only dropping points in nine games. You have to win 29 to 30 league games. There was a time that 90 points guaranteed the league. Up, oh, until, up, until, up until this, times 90 points guaranteed the league until these two teams appear. It is um, <coughs> Phil's um, Phil's brother Derek is in is in the chat here. He says mm-hmm. Phil Casey has spoken so well, expressed how I feel about Klopp extending today. Thanks, Phil, for expressing those thoughts. I'll buy you a point of view. I have the pleasure of meeting you all. Phil's brother. Phil's brother. If he watches next week, he'll smack me with a point. Yeah, so Derek. Next week's Derek's comment next week. Just so you know, right? It's like Bernie Stokes here. I'll fucking predict the future. <laughs> he'll turn around Derek next week and go, "That Phil is a fucking prick," <laughs> right? When um, and it won't be ne- it won't be even a week's time. It'll be Monday night, no doubt about it. Um, Laura okay, says on the next pod, Phil has a mic strapped to his head like a unicorn. It will come to that. It will come to that. Hang on, will, hang on, hang on. It, there is something no, no, in no, progress no, at the so Look, to see what's... See, this has been developed out. We'll have actually a proper um, mic set up here where it'll look like it's actually... You've brought that in the studio, haven't you? I, I actually have my arm and all sorted out yeah. here. I just need to get the mixer back in and then I'm, I'm full on back on the yeah. radio. You rubbed that. The I rubbed the telly. I know, so, yeah. <laughs> it's all happening now. I, I have to pick up the Mac during the week. Yeah, the Mac <laughs> is still there. It's still alive by the looks of it. Um, but look, finally, lads, before I move on, because that was probably walking about 11 oh, minutes. 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes. minutes. That was walking 20 minutes. Um, Davo, will <laughs> come to you first then. starting at 12. I need to get on to, get on to ESPN. I know, yeah. And I, I'm, do you know what I really want? I really want a crisp sandwich. Oh, I had one earlier on. What you have? With salt, with salt and vinegar, O'Donnell's crisps. Wow. Right? Yeah. Whopper. Love it. Love it. I've, um, I've the multi-pack of tater one day, you know, with smoky bacon thing, <laughs> plus does batch bread in the fucking press. 
you know what I have? A, I have a packet, of like a, a bumper pack of scampi fries and bacon fries up in the uh, the press in here. My are, they, are they on the side of the press where they like they hang and you pull them off yeah. in the pub? Eddie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my the god, the It's like it's a proper pub when it hangs <laughs> oh out on the side of the press. So when you open them, they're there. Phil has his milk, and you know the bottles that hang downwards, and you you push yeah. the thing up, and his milk comes out in the morning. Um, but no, Davo, quickly come to you. Um, we've spoken loads about you know how good it was today, what it means in the future, but and and how you feel. But I'm going to ask you again, Davo. Um, you hide behind the sofa. You call yep. Liverpool. Um, you call Liverpool complacent after three minutes if a ball goes out of play for a throw. <laughs> Um, you know, you you literally fucking tell us after four minutes of most games, <coughs> fucking we're not winning this. These are shy, but in all seriousness, Davo, it, it's just a fucking brilliant day for Liverpool Football Club. Regardless of what happens between now and the end of the season, which could be amazing or which could be shy, it's a brilliant, brilliant day for Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, and I I think today ensures us staying at the very very top level for the duration that he's here. That's what I think. I know you mentioned kind of drop off and stuff like that. I just I can't see. It. I can't see. It. I think he'll be. He obviously signed on because he's happy about how they work together. The FSG himself, all all the lads, Mike Garden, this new lad in to replace Michael Edwards. Um, I'm sure he's. They're all happy working together. And yeah, brilliant. I think it ensures us to, to stay fighting because look at we've now the fighting right to win anything you don't. All you can be is in the mix, and I think that will keep us in the mix definitely. Good stuff. Emma, um, we're going to bounce into this weekend in Newcastle. We're going to bounce into Villarreal next Tuesday night. And um, we're just going to bounce, bounce, bounce until the end of the season. And whatever happens, happens. But this is the little insurance policy, isn't it? Where we know we're coming back again next year and the year after and the year after. And as much as it is good for us, Everyone else around us is going, fuck me, they're coming back next year and the year after and the year after that. Well, if I, if I said to you <clears throat> two weeks ago, we won't win another trophy, but Klopp will sign up till 2026, would you have taken it? No, I'm so committed to this quadruple, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about that today. I was like, if somebody offered me a few weeks ago, Klopp to sign till 2026 or um, the quadruple, I don't know what I would have picked, if I'm being honest. It's ma- it's absolutely massive. Look, the, the crowds have already been hopping. They have his new song. It's ringing out every every game. Like, they'll be twice as loud now from the rafters up in St. James's Park on Saturday morning. Every single game is just going to be absolutely hopping and bouncing. And, uh, again, look, regardless of what happens between now and the end of the season, this is massive. Um, but I'm with you. We're going to do the quadruple. Um, but... It's just that little bit of extra backing now from the crowd. They're gonna be absolute. The place is gonna be on wheels with that news today. Um, own books of Gab, if you released a reunion pod, which we don't have, by the way, and Phil what's will the, what's, what's what's the reunion pod? Do you remember the reunion pod? What we done with um Trev and Trev fell asleep, Jordan, and um the foil <laughs> was all over the place. It was actually we couldn't do anything with it. He said, if you release it, everyone donate the failicon, hit ten thousand. Faster than Freddie Mercury got Bob Geldof to a million. Like Phil, do we have the reunion pod? I don't think we have. I don't think we have it. Yeah. We might have it though, but I don't think we have it. But I none of I... it is broadcastable. No, no, because no. Trev, <laughs> Trev, Trev got drunk 
Trev got drunk and fell asleep. Fell asleep, yeah. Nilo showed up and literally said, like, literally libelous stuff about everybody. Everyone. For an, everyone. Hour, an hour and a half solid. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I just want to say, Neverman is here, is telling me all, Neverman, I have a sense that you may be Neil Gray because I know for a fact that Neil Gray has an uncle in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, that's why ah, he's coming with me. Okay. Okay, it could be. It could be. Um but so he's he's telling me where to go there, and he's t- what he forgets is that he's already told me this. Yeah. So Neil's <laughs> yeah, Neil forgets what he said. But look, lads, we're going to leave it there. Um, Fail Connor do want to mention though. Um, it is our charity partner. Um, it is a fantastic charity. I'm fucking repeat myself every single night of the week, but I don't give a fuck. I'll keep doing it until we get to 10k. It is a fantastic, fantastic charity that helps brave parents that have lost children during pregnancy or soon after birth. It's 10,000 euro, which is a lot of money to a lot of, to a, to a vast majority of people. And that's fine. But in the, in the realms of, of, of charity out there and what the work they do, it's not that much. And what that 10k could do for this charity would literally keep them going for years. And you know something? Um, I'm absolutely thrilled with this club news today. Like I'm overjoyed with this club news today because like my wife literally went, literally said to me today, club signed the new deal to Guinness. You're going to buy fucking Guinness, aren't you? Like she knows I'm on this fucking mad journey this season. And, and if I say quadruple to her one more time, she will just give me a bleed slap in the head, like and a, a dig, not even a slap, a dig. But, you know what? If I got to that 10k, it'd make me happier than what I've what I've done today. Um, genuinely, if I can get to ten, if if I and us and everybody watching this can get Failicon to ten thousand euros, it would be way happier. I'll be way happier than that announcement today. I'll be way happier than any trophy we we've won already this season, or could win, or will win towards the end of the season. And that's how strongly I feel about it. So the link is in the description. Um. Every four euro counts, every fiver, a tenner, you know, I don't know, if you're giving up smokes, instead you're not paying the money for the smokes, put the tenner in. Um, but if you can't, that's fine. Please share it amongst all your family, all your friends. I know Phil is doing, um, I think Phil's going around the world in 80 days with Richard Branson in July, and he said he's going to give all the money to us, or to Felicon, and that's absolutely cool. There's a big sponsor, um, they're helping us out with the golf day and they're about to they're about to donate um what I would call a significant amount of money in this um this push for ten thousand. That should arrive in the next week that will push us towards way over the halfway point. Um and that's all we're trying to do. And we won't stop until it's done anyway. And we won't stop talking about it and I won't apologise for it because I think it's a fantastic voluntary charity. So please have a look in the description. Please Donate if you can. And if not, just share it. And when you share it, say to people, look, donate to that if you can. But if not, keep sharing and keep and keep going. And we will get to the 10K because we won't stop until we do. Um, so that's everything on Failicon. Um, Davo, anything else before we go? No. All good, Gaff. All, All good. good. Enjoy work, my man. Thank you. And I love you immensely. <laughs> Emma, anything else before no. we go? All good. I, I've not got to see the, the full-length interview either, so I'm about to go off now and binge on club content for the rest of the night. So. Okay. Um, before you do, show us your um, heart chest you like. <laughs> Phil, I can send this to you if you want to do your marathon or whatever it is you are doing, weirdness. 
I'm, I'm not going. I'm not wearing the jersey. You might have to fucking die, man. That's <laughs> it. That, <laughs> that's immense. Cripple, Yeah. That's immense. That is yeah. absolutely immense. That if, someone, if someone wants to donate some money, I'll post it to them. Ashley L says, LFC Day Trippers, check out the chat at the very end. Tom Connolly made an incredible offer for Felicon. I seen something earlier about that, and I will go back and look at tomorrow, and I will check out Tom Connolly's offer, it, or um, the offer, and I will I will promise I'll actually do it as soon as this show is over. While I'm having my crisp sandwich, I will follow up on that. Um, Phil, anything else before you go? Um, Salah next, please. Yeah. Right. Sell the next place, and then whatever happens after that, I'll, 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 I'll happily accept. And I know that might be greedy or whatever, but just he's the best player in the world. I just want to keep him. Just yeah. want to keep him more than anything. That's right? more than fair. That is more than fair. Um, it's been a brilliant show tonight talking about Jurgen Klopp, um, the past, the present, the future. Um, and the future looks immensely bright for Liverpool after that announcement today that Jurgen Klopp will stay until 2026. Um, as I said, links in descriptions for all sorts of stuff, likes of Fedicon and stuff. If you're listening on your audio download, um, you can hit a button to review as well. Give us a five-star review. Tell us to tell everyone that it's really good. And that gets us out there on more podcasts and stuff like that and more people listen. And to be honest with you, the more people that listen, the more people that help us with the likes of Felicon, and the more people can have interaction with us where because we live off the, the chat that comes up on this screen every night, genuinely. Because, like, genuinely, four nights, four or five or six nights a week that we do shows, it's just four spots talking about football. And usually the people in the chat come up with way more better stuff to talk about, and we throw it in there and talk about it. So it's actually absolutely crucial. That has been the Fatback 4 special. Jürgen Norbert Klopp until 2026. I'd like to dedicate this show to his wife because without her, none of this could be possible. Over and our quotes. What? And our quotes. And our quotes. Over yeah. and out. Pirates. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.